This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got to unleash the power of the pyramid This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, this is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, taking time away from uh, listening to Dr. Umar Johnson's, uh, you know, soliloquies on uh, the Breakfast Club. I, I actually have to, um, you know, finish listening to the entire interview just to get the proper knowledge from, you know, uh, you know uh, how we're supposed to be moving as, as black men in this country. So, um, how, what's up with you, James? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Um, we do not have Rich with us this week. I will be going solo. Um, so I guess we will start with the news that Kenny Omega is the uh, new Impact Champion or Double Champion. Now he has, I believe, four belts. Um, so now at that point, with the two belts between the TNA belt, the Impact belt, the AEW belt, and also the Mega Championship from Triple A. Um, he is fully on board with the belt collector gimmick. Um, he had a great match um, last night with uh, Rich Swan. Almost caught someone called him Roddy Strong. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it was kind of it was a bit awkward at the beginning, and then it, they kind of got into it. And when they got into it, it was great. It, um, I don't think this was quite as good as like let's say his um, defense at the end of the year. For the mega belt against uh, Laredo Kid, but this is a great match nonetheless. I'm somewhere I, I can see someone giving this match um, uh, four and three quarters, but I'm at I'm at a solid four and a half. Uh, it's a great match. It's the best match I've seen from Impact, quite frankly, since like 2018. Now, granted, I'm not much of an Impact fan, um, but I'm going to continue this gimmick of pretending the original no longer exists, and I cut him off the air because <laughs> like what he's he's starting off with the Doctor Umar shit is bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead, Rich. What were your thoughts on Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan last night? Um, I just want to say, uh, four belts, Kenny Omega, hate on him, hoes mad. Okay. What other promotion? What other promotion? One day belts took, you know, Ultimo Dragon Energy. That's that's all this is. I was I waited all day. I was silent on the timeline, and then when uh you know Kenny Kenny won that next belt, uh to give him four, I began being ignorant. Um. I was asking if Keiji Muto can take the one wing angel. So we go ahead and take the Noah, the GAC title uh, back, you know, uh, 
you know, I dropped the James Worthy uh, smoking uh, gifts on the timeline. Just just plenty, you know, hashtag save the NWA. If you want to save the NWA and save the NWA championship, have Nick Aldridge drop that shit to Kenny. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to help me out here. Who exactly are you uh, – who exactly are the ops in the situation? Like, I feel like there's only, like, five impact fans ever on on, inter, on the internet at any given time so who who is this who is who is, who makes up this this coalition of of, uh, of people that are, oh, that I, are I would say this? i would say your your everyday fds person okay. that just you know your your anti-elite people your anti-kenny omega people which may be different or or not um your uh your concern trolls, the the what does this do for impact people? Uh, ah. Meanwhile, meanwhile they are um, popping their biggest pay per view uh, numbers in who knows how long. Uh, and he's set to pop the streaming service next month because I believe he's wrestling on the Impact Plus pay per view. Uh, I thought it was a great match. I'm probably right there with you as a four and a half, James. Um, you could just see the greatness and Kenny when he's when he, when he's determined just to. Like this match will not fail. Like I will not lose. Like, like, and I'm not talking about the match. Like I'm talking about just like this critical acclaim. Like this man's going hard when he could just he can lay it down at this point. Honestly, like he ain't got to go hard like this. And, and Rich Swan was was awesome until like he was tired in the match, and then it was like Kenny just decided no. Like I don't care if you're tired. Like this match still has we still have stars to get, brother. Like. <laughs> And you know, uh, it was it was another great performance, and um, you know, just more, just more. Uh, you know, don't look now. You know, Flair Thez. <laughs> I mean, he's, don't, he be, don't he would be now. the front runner. Yeah, right. Like he'd be the front runner just off the fact that he's AEW champion. Um, he's he's you know all the stuff that's going on the top storyline in AEW right now so far. Uh, this. Uh, Winter slash spring, um, you know you can say what you want to about the about the go- or about these the stupid fireworks and pyrotechnics not going off, but like bell to bell, that was a great match. Um, you have this match, um, you have the Phoenix match was best match so far this year. Like, yeah, he's been great so far this year. But like, it's Kenny Omega. He's great pretty much every year I've ever seen him. Um, and you know you look at uh, you know New Japan. A lot of interest is left from them, um, and like since Wrestle Kingdom, um, I don't particularly know why, and I say that while also not watching them either. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is kind of weird. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, right now, if you were to ask, oh, me, the Bureau Elitists, I forgot those guys. Those are also the ops. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, I thought that, I thought that was covered when you said Kenny Omega general haters. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, you're corny. But you know, like you it's know, all there's overlap. There's overlap. You're over, yeah, 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 yeah. There's big overlap. Yeah, right. Like this is a coalition. This is a big tent. This is a really, you know, really big it, tent. You know, so, they all got to work work together. You know, to, to try to stop this. So, so for um, so you know, you mentioned that uh, as far as um, Flair Thez and, and like really. You look around and like, aside from what you say, like Roman Reigns, is there anybody you? I mean, I guess you say Moxie as well. 
Um, I think they'll be like the top three people for Flair Threads right now. Unless I'm mistaken and like there's somebody from New Japan I'm just forgetting. Like, I don't think you can go with Kota Ibushi. Um, even though I think he has, he might have the matches. Uh, it's just, there's, I don't think you can pick anybody from New Japan. So this, far. Unless, like, obviously, this so can all far, turn yeah. around, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it, it's really weird. It's really weird. I gotta, I mean, I, I gotta talk to Jeremy and Josh about it and try to figure out, like, what, what what am I what am I missing from this stuff? Because like, gotta be honest, I haven't been following much of like the week to week stuff with everybody else. Like, I've been kind of like down in the hole watching like Stardom, NXT, AEW, and not really you know having a mind for much of anything else. Like, it wasn't and it's not like a I'm I'm off New Japan. It's just like you know you miss you miss out on shows and then it starts adding up and you're like fuck. All right. Um, <laughs> I remember, I remember months, maybe like a, maybe like in February, I asked Jeremy to give me a list of stuff, and like I never got onto that list. He told me to, to keep up, so like I now have to ask him for another list. He'd be like, "Do you ever watch the first list I fucking gave you? No. Why should I keep making these lists for you, James?" <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah I, that's kind of where I am on that. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think those are the three really front ones right now. I, I was really happy, and I, you know, all the pictures that came out were just amazing. Kenny laying on the ground, smiling, holding all three belts. Uh, taking specific pictures, like to make sure they could be people's phone backgrounds, like holding up the belts, like just just stunting, just absolutely on another level. Okay, so I only saw the one with the. the I think you're, you're talking, but you're describing the one I'm t- I I saw where, where he was basically like he was exhausted on the ground, and basically all the belts were on top of him at the time, right? Well, except for the mega belt, of course, uh, which can't be on air for some reason but right yeah um like when when kenny comes out for dynamite on wednesday i need him to come out with the entourage and it needs to be like the boxers where like the underlings are holding the belts up like well, like <laughs> i mean in theory shouldn't like the the the, the women would do with the brooms just bring the belts i mean can they, they can bring they, them yeah 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 you know you know yeah. you don't want to see carl anderson holding gold After you know. last night, no, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> like, dude, you, you, you look, should... you don't want to see Luke Gallows ho- holding up the AAA Mega Championship. Dude, I, this is what I say to you. It, you know, everybody's timeline is different based off of you know the algorithm, what the algorithm sees fit for them to see. Like, I saw somebody that is a staunch WWE apologist say that they did not see any Kenny Omega stuff on their timeline. I was like, well, that's just the algorithm and how you decide to, to, how you decided to, um, uh, curate your, your, your timeline, my guy, because like it was at one point, the number two paper or number two trending topic. So that's a function. So that's a function. (laughs) No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to believe that he's being, you know, honest, but I'm also willing to, I'm also saying like, yeah, bro, that's a function of, your taste and what you like and dislike and what you've blocked and what you, you know, and what the algorithm has deemed you as, right? Like, <laughs> so you look at my timeline, my timeline, I see every, I, see, I feel like I see every goddamn thing, right? Well, I see everything except for like the videos of, of like Bailey Cundy's promos that carry the industry. Everything else yeah. I see for some Yeah, I miss, I miss those also. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything else I see, I mean, I just see it. I see people shit on the Young Bucks. I see people praise the Young Bucks. I, people, I see people talk about impact and how this is good or this is bad. I talk about how I see stuff where, like, 
Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns in the same tweet are like transcendent beings and gods among men right now. I see it all. <laughs> and also the crazy Josie shit I end up seeing too. So like my timeline kind of, you know, and you know, I don't really block people. My only people I really block is like Enzo More. We'll get to Enzo More a little later. I got blocked by Ryback today. I saw that. You deserved yeah. it. Yeah, I did. You deserved it. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 no <clears throat> I'm not saying that you were out of line, but you say something that, that someone disagrees with. You're liable to, you, you, and you're a stranger. Yeah. You will get. Yep. You're liable to get blocked because people just don't want to deal with with you. Regardless of, I don't think you came. I don't think you were disrespectful. But nah, I, think, I, I was but, just like, yeah. hey, man, like, like, stop coming out here with this noise about yeah. don't wear a mask and yeah. don't get the vaccine. Like, stop. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is why they took it. your look. This is why they took your verified check. Quit playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. That's that's why you got blocked. That's, that's why you got blocked. If you if you you could have said every single thing else and not mentioned the verified check, you'd still you you'd still be able to follow the big guy. But you know, you stepped yeah. that line, like. I remember one time when um, Jack Swagger, this might have been right before he signed with AEW, and he had said some shit about uh, the politics have gone out of hand or online or whatever. So I was like, hey, my guy, weren't you the one with this heel gimmick that with, with the one around with the Gaston flag uh, with the, uh, talking about keeping people out the fucking country? And, and like, hey. I didn't say anything about, hey, this is why, you know, WWE, you know, lets you fucking go or anything like that. But, like, yeah, you know, that's kind of... The territory you get it too. I mean, we could play our game uh, that 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 we were playing. Like, um, <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. You know, we we were looking for topics today. We gotta uh, save that. For, it, we gotta save that for when Tanya come on. When? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, yeah. So Tanya, if you're uh, if you're hearing this, um, yeah, we we've got something specially for you. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, if, if you don't understand what this is doing for impact, you possibly are acting in bad faith or just not looking close at the situation. Right. The reason you you wouldn't even be talking about impact right now. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, and uh, we talked we we covered this in a way. Was that last week or two weeks ago? When we mentioned like, hey, so you do this and you have to have somebody in mind for who you want to take the belt off him by the time you actually, you know, but Oh, do, like, you, do you want to know the new one, James? Apparently Kenny Omega will all of a sudden a man who has demonstrated no problem losing to anybody has suddenly like, he will not drop the title to anybody in, in an impact. Like this is like the FDS thing now. Is there anybody besides Chris Jericho and AEW that you believe would like show up to on TV to somebody else's and and then double cross somebody? I don't even believe Chris Jericho would do that. I, I'm saying I'll give Jericho like a five percent chance that he would be like he would agree to something and be like, wait, what? No. <laughs> Everybody else on I mean, it like at zero. No. Like if you don't want to do it. You don't get on the plane to go do the shit, just like Sammy Guevara didn't. Yeah. Then he was kind of in a different situation than like, you know, I don't know, like, like, I don't know where they get this stuff, but um, you know, I just, I, I just hope they they seek help. You like, know, I just hope they're okay. This is not 1997 when people were doing this, and it like because wins and losses were a huge click or were a huge stake on <laughs> your. Uh, ability to make money in the future. 
you have already if you are Kenny Omega, you've you, the work has been done for that as far as that like your your legacy or whatever you can command in the open market that's already been decided, right? Like, nah, man. Like he knows he's going to have to lose this belt eventually. He what he's gonna retire with it. He's gonna do the Walter. Right. He's gonna do what we individual Walter. Ain't no impact. I am impact. I retire with this fucking belt. No, come on, man. No, so, I am Kenny Omega and I retire from video boxing. Like that's 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 like, like what? Yes. <laughs> yes, as Callus orchestrates it, right? Yes. Who, who you yeah. know Come on, man. It's ridiculous. Like Stop the nonsense. Now, Please. if you were to ask me, does it look like he's too big of a star to be doing any jobs for anybody in Impact? That's the real thing. Not the Kenny Omega won't lay down for will lay down for absolutely no one. No, he's not going to do the Shawn Michaels. Um, so, but that's the main thing is like, if you're going to do this, you have to have your plan on who's going to be the person to beat Kenny Omega before you even um, before you even think of announcing the match. So, and we talked about it last week. Like that's fair. Like this other stuff is like okay. Y'all, y'all, y'all haven't playing games on Twitter. I mean, yeah. to be fair, games are to be played on Twitter. That's what makes it fun. Um, but yeah, any, anything else? Uh, oh yeah. So long term, I don't think he's gonna do much for them long term because it's like once he's gone, he's gone, right? Um, so like that's for me is like they pop a number. Worst case scenario, they end up back where they were. It's like. Would you do that again to pop a number? Sure. If, if it, there's not going to be any, hopefully there's no long, uh, or I imagine there's no like damage from them giving the belt to a hot, the hot one of the hottest guys in the, in the industry. And then like giving it back to the rest of the, the pool of talent. I don't, I don't, I don't see how that would be a, you know, a, a, a bad a, thing. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think impact would, the benefit would be, would be using Kenny Omega as this bridge, to get them until fans are back with like vaccines rolling out. A lot of people are talking about, you know, at the end of the summer, they're going to be like running back in front of fans again. And I don't know how long he's going to have the belt. I'm just kind of, you know, enjoying the ride here. I don't know who's going to beat him. We named some people last week that were possible. Um, but I think. Would you buy Trey Miguel yeah. in a match? What was that? Would you buy Trey Miguel in a, t- in a match against Omega? Not right now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> like maybe down the road, end of the year, maybe something like that. Um, and then you got to think the order, like he's going to lose these belts. Like he's probably going to lose the AW championship first uh, rather than any other belt. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think impact will, they, they get the, the social currency right now of all this stuff. And it's up to them to make the most out of it to like, for when he's gone, like the work that you're doing now, you're laying the groundwork for people to like, even like keep an eye on you at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of there with you too. So that's, I mean, that's, there's a good place to leave it with, with Kenny and um, TNA. Like, I mean, I think their next pay-per-view is, it's not bound for glory, is it? No. Um, their next pay per view is Slammiversary, but they've got two uh, Impact Plus shows. Right. That's in what between it is. Them. That's what it is. Yeah. It, yeah. Bound for Glory is later in the year. Um, yeah. And they're in, in the way they. I think they said they're going to what the UK or Australia to to do uh, Slammiversary. Uh, I think they said the UK maybe. 
Yeah, because I mean they had they had um footage for some reason like I'm blanking on if it was Australia or if it was the UK, but I feel like it was the UK. Um, uh-huh. for like they're gonna actually get on the get on the plane and do that. And I'm like, Y'all we gonna see it come summertime because everybody seems like they fin like between tour between music tours, between Anybody like, get this money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Like we, I guess we got to talk. I guess we'll talk about that eventually when we get to uh, the the short, very short stardom uh, stuff. But um, yeah, like these places are ready to go. They try these these entertainment industries places are trying to get this money. Like I don't know if you peeped it. You know what year um, all this promo was for for the uh, 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 I'm sorry, a Bad Bunny tour. You know what year that's happening. 2022 yes he's like i'm finna get all my money i'm not finna we're gonna wait or whatever no i'm finna make all all you sickos go get healthy and then come see me like the it is like i think the very beginning of uh of 2022 is when he finna go do this so like this man is building anticipation (laughs) yeah um Uh, speaking of building anticipation um there was a match that was announced uh, between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns uh, for Friday coming up, and no, under normal circumstances, this would be a joyous occasion uh, in you know the latter household over here. Um, but they've decided to throw this stipulation on there: if Daniel Bryan does not defeat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, they will banish Daniel Bryan from SmackDown. So I'm like, hey, what does that mean? B, Daniel Bryan did this interview, um, you know, with BT Sport. Very interesting interview where he revealed, among other things, that he did the WrestleMania main event and he walked out there and it was like a soulless kind of experience. Like he felt nothing or next to nothing uh, during it. And I'm like, man, it's amazing what happens when you go back to WWE after fighting for your career and going through all these tests and all these neurosurgeons and getting cleared by all these doctors and busting your ass to do that. And then within like three years, you're like in the WrestleMania main event again and you feel nothing like, like what kind of sorcery is this? Um, he's doing the, the normal teasing of he wants to wrestle other places. He hopes WWE will let him do it. I think he needs to either shit off shit or get off the pot when it comes to that. Um, either fucking go or just sign and stop the, the lunacy. Like WWE is not interested in 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 letting you go out here and, and barnstorm for them. Like stop this, um, unless that shit is on their dime. Like <laughs> like you will be wrestling in NXT India. Like <laughs> oh, you want to go around the world, huh? But a uh, Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match. A it's on. It's on TV. It's not on Peacock. Um, and, you know, they probably want to pop a number, which is fine. I understand it. But, like, it's a commercial break match. It's a television match. It's whatever. Um, you would think Down Bryan and Roman Reigns would mean more. But I don't know. They did put Down Bryan in, in the WrestleMania main event. So I think they know, like, the dynamic that's at play there. But I just can't imagine giving a fuck about this. They're going to go ahead and, and, and beat Down Bryan again. Send them packing, and then that's the end of the the great, you know. Dan, supposedly, it was supposed to be great. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns saga, like, and they royally fucked it. Um, 
they've they spent all this time uh putting Daniel Bryan like in these in these shadow bands over the years, keeping him away from Roman Reigns, being terrified just to do this. Um really they can kiss my ass with that, but I kind of want to focus on the interview. Oh, well, okay. So real quick, <clears throat> I think that p- people think so highly of Daniel Bryan that he wouldn't try to get himself that he, that he wouldn't finesse himself in, in a contract here, which is what this is. Oh yeah. Into, he's into a, into another big deal. Like this is a negotiation season. Right, like that, that that interview right. was a tactic. Right, like, but that's the thing. No one's talking about it in that. No, I haven't really seen many people talk about it in that way. When it's like, hey, y'all see this Jericho do the do the Austin podcast, and that's one of the first things you think is, oh, he's trying to contract year. It's time to you know. <laughs> so, but Daniel Bryan, it happens, and this is this is like now the second time it's happened with Daniel Bryan, and it's like supposed to be this crisis, right? It's like, oh my god, WWE has has washed his man's. You know, love for wrestling away. Like, even though they've given him, you know, some form of creative control as far as being able to book some of the things he wants to do, or whatever else. And all, and the word is, all he wants to do is put other people over. So it's like, for me, I think this is another part of that. It's like, hey, um, you know, y'all, y'all don't, y'all wouldn't want me showing up to uh, Jacksonville, would you? Oh no, oh no, oh no, not, not, no, Daniel, no, Daniel, please, no, Daniel. What do you want, Daniel? And then now it's up, it's up for him to try to figure this out. It like maybe, maybe he does really. We need we've talked about this for a while now. Maybe he, this man is really dead set on taking his ass to Rio, Mexico, <laughs> just so he can learn how to how to catch for for luchas, luchadors. I don't know, man, but. Maybe. I think Daniel Bryan needs to come to terms with the fact that he's a WWE wrestler now. I mean, being a WWE wrestler, like I don't even know what that means. Like he likes wrestling, like he, he wrestles, it, he, it, but he no, it just means he's been there for ten years now. So like he needs to like realize that that's who he's identified with. Like at this point, wait. So you think this, he's having an identity crisis? Like he's saying all this stuff about feeling soulless and and all this stuff, and I'm like. You chose this path. I don't know if the if the quotes were exactly that, but I think it was. Oh, I'm I'm here in this match, and it's supposed to be the biggest match of the year. And it's like, yeah, man, like this second night of Russell, second night of WrestleMania, and it's twenty five thousand people in a sixty some thousand, sixty five thousand a uh, um, attended person arena. It's like, yeah, like that alone should make it feel that kind of that way, like. And to be quite frank with you, it's like, yeah, it's a triple threat match. The story's not good. Like, I imagine, I can, I can see reasons to not be exactly like, yeah, this is like one of the biggest matches of, of my life. It's like, I mean, it is, but it's like, am I, am I, am I passing, am I, am I putting somebody over that's not already over? No. Right. Am I, you know, like it. It, it's a triple threat match that didn't that the story was an organic story or was it a story that was well told from the perspective of you want to see all three of these people beat the other two uh the other two ops up not really and it's like okay and was there like and is there like some i don't know about the future but it's like you think about you think about that it's like all those factors come to have why you could have felt that way like obviously we don't know but everybody is, is you know when it comes to that with the context that you know, Daniel Bryan wouldn't leave. You start thinking that, like, as far as I, you think is, you know, he need to come to grips that he's a WWE wrestler. Is like, look, man, like, just 
sure, yes, he ha that is a long place that he's been, but that doesn't necessarily make him who he is uh, or, or that's how he should see himself. Like, he wrestled a long time at a bunch of different places. WWE just, be the, just seems to be the longest stop. Like, mm -hmm. so for me, like, if he wants, if he really does want to go, you know, wrestle in AAA or wrestle in CMLL, that's his prerogative. Like, if he wants to, if he wants to turn down his, uh, his money making years, that's on him. Um, but I, I'm not gonna, I, I, I don't know. Like, if he wants to do the, the, let's say the John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho thing, the option's there if he wants to. No one's gonna be like, nah, we don't want you. Like, he can get, any yeah. place will want him. So that's up to him. And we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'm just ready to, to skip straight to the ending on this one and and not go through the charade again. And I, I'm just like, hey, man, either resign or take your ass on and, and come do some real shit. Like, it might, <laughs> and it might get be, that feeling back. It might that, be that so, you're talking so you, about. So you tired of getting worked. That's what basically <laughs> saying. Tired of getting worked. Um, I think the thing for me is, um, are they about to make a Randy Orton and, and Riddle face tag team? Okay, oh, bro. I, I that's exactly what's gonna be called. Has it already been called that? I think I saw someone. Um, I think I think I saw someone on Twitter about it. Just a matter of time. Uh, I forgot my point was about um about Daniel Bryan. I totally lost track of it. But um, yeah, I, I just I just think whatever he wants to do is whatever he wants to do. I and quite frankly, I've had an, I have I've had all the if he never wrestles again, like I've, I've had enough great matches, memories with him. It's like everything else for me is like a bonus. Like I, I say it pretty often. It's like the cool thing is watching pay-per-views and like you'll see like someone like a Daniel Bryan or the New Day or the Usos or whoever else and they, you know, they're having a great match. It's like, that's cool because I, you know, I don't even watch y'all no more. <laughs> <laughs> like that's cool. It's not expected. You ain't even got to do that no more. You know, you just doing it just off the just off the love. So I, in, yeah, everything, yeah. Every, any good wrestling I get out of WWE is just literally like just a bonus. That's funny because it's not because wow. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to sound profound when I say it's, it's fucking obvious. But like they're not a wrestling. They're not a wrestling TV show anymore. Like they're just a content factory to, to get. Yeah, they throw shit out there and then like they just take money in return and like. Whatever. Like, Whoa, um, Nick Khan, Nick Khan's a motherfucking boss. Uh, everything I'm hearing about this guy is like, bro, like this man. It feels like he's gonna be the one to like. He's gonna double the value of this shit and sell it. Like that's why he's here. Like sell like, it to everything where, like, Disney to whoever wants it, whoever got the money. Um, I think or NBC Universal or whatever. Oh my god. Yeah. So who's gonna like, book he's, it? He's not playing no games. I I don't know. I, do, I haven't gotten need, that far yet. But okay. I don't since, since we're talking about WWE, do we need to talk about Mickey James and Trash Bag? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh man, yes. WWE sending people their belongings with the trash bags and the little name tag. Um. Apparently, this is a thing that's went on for a while. No one's really thought anything of it or spoken on it until now. Mickey James caught or went public with this. Immediately, like Twitter explodes. Right. Um, there, there's Stephanie Triple H and John Laronitis tweets. The Triple H and Laronitis tweets are written exactly the same. Um, 
I didn't know that. You, you I didn't know Lauren Ice even tweeted. But like yeah. I saw I saw Triple H's and like Triple H like didn't mention Mickey's name at all. He just like so, something happened to a former talent that was that was recently uh let go and we are firing the person responsible for for, for such an in, such an indignity and I'm like if you f- this is written this feels like it's written by somebody and it's not you because you can't even say her fucking name. It was weird. It was just weird. Crazy. I and it's definitely like, you know, a person with some PR realized like, yeah, like maybe we should say her name as it doesn't make us sound like assholes. So, um, yeah. And then a bunch of people started saying it. like this one got pissed people pissed off because it's like, damn, y'all need like it's Mickey James. Like she's one of y'all. Even if y'all don't even if y'all refuse to, to recognize it, she's one of y'all like and this how she gets treated. And people were like, you know, people heard about it. They got mad and it became a story for like two days. And then Carano got fired. Um, and Carano got fired. And like, apparently Carano's like woman or something was started exposing him. Said he was stealing belts from WWE and bunch, a bunch of people exposing Carano and all this other shit. But yeah. So, um, biggest and, company in the world. It don't have to be like this. But it is. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing when it comes to a company as big as WWE is like stuff people get fired at jobs all the time. And stuff of this ilk of of just whether intentional or unintentional, but just like disrespect to people they let go, like that happens all the time. And people don't think of it under the perspective of, look, man, this person was here. Um, they worked for us. They helped us make money. They helped us as a blah, blah, blah community of diversity or whatever else. Um, <laughs> and then, like, all it takes is one person to s- say how they've been mistreated. And you got, you know, the equivalent of. Uh, the Alabama plant of Amazon talking about how they had to piss in bottles, right? Like, this is one of those. It's like, y'all didn't think that, like, y'all shouldn't send people shit in the trash? Like, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> like, that, you, you like, don't think putting people shit in the trash, and, 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 and even if it's a, I, I'm sure it was a clean bag. We all agree it's a, it was a clean bag, right? Or we, we say it's a clean bag. That's not the maybe, fucking point. It's a trash a bag. Don't put that shit in the trash like, bag. Know. Like, nah, man. Like, you got to send that shit boxed up. You got to put some bubble wrap. You got to put some, like, maybe a thank you card in that shit. Something. I don't know. Like, there's a way to have class. Just don't put it in a trash bag. Yeah. Like, that's... And it, it was symbolic of how they treated Mickey James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and, that, and I think that's the reason why it hit. It struck a note with so many people. Like, especially for me, because, like, y'all didn't... Y'all have never appreciated her and what she has done for the... Uh, the generation that is now what she has done for the company when they were, and also the stuff that y'all have subjected her to with like the shitty booking, like the Piggy James shit happened. Yep. Right. Like, so, you know, I, I didn't see really anybody that I thought had any damn sense, not like rightfully say that this was like, just, the, just like shitty. I don't think anybody was, I don't think I saw anybody that was clamoring for um, anyone to get fired, but I thought everybody was like, 
okay, at least they're taking, you know, they're taking this shit serious as opposed to just, like, shrugging it off. Because, like, that's that was a huge thing. And, you know, them, they do not like, you know, for the villains that they are as a multi, multi as a billion dollar corporation, they do not like being portrayed as, a, and, and, and there's nothing not for them to stand on and be like, well, no, actually, right? So, um, they got, they got Chrono the fuck out of there. And then, like, some of the Chrono stuff I saw was, like, people, people had smoke for him. People didn't even feel bad. Indeed. <laughs> you know, people talk about cancel culture. We're like, oh, but fuck him. <laughs> he can get that. He can get that. He can get this X. This here X. You know, you know, you know send him to the back. Like. Yeah, yeah. Send him away. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's all I have on that. Yeah. Um. Aw Dynamite. Uh. Up and down show. I thought it was on the on the good side. Wasn't like the one a couple weeks ago. A couple things that stood out for me. Uh, the MJF sit down uh, interview, sensational. Um, Wardlow, sensational. Talking about Jericho's like flub. He said, "When you, you know, mentioned me, you know, you got scared, and you know what it is." And they're letting the, the, the war dog talk out here, showing the charm, the charisma, and uh, MJF just absolutely all time promo here. Just I'm a I'm a mark for your spot. You know, I I I'm. I'm into this. AEW's like they know the fans they have. Like they know their fans like hosts and listen to wrestling podcasts and are up on this shit. And they know there's some type of changing of the guard type <laughs> thing here. How much like, of their one, how many of their one million fans are podcast hosts? A lot. <laughs> once, I bet. You, once you said that, I just start busting up laughing. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, but man. yeah, MJ, MJF was incredible here. One of the best promos of his career, and that comes after he did that one a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's not; he took exception with the great for his age part, said he's already great, um, and I thought it was awesome. But um, bro. yeah, I what thought it was. A, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, what do you think about it, James? Yeah, I thought it was a, a a very 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 good promo. I, I just have a when he gets mad, I just don't buy it. Um, I don't know why, but it just it never like strikes me as like, oh yeah, you're in danger when MJF <laughs> like he's mad. I don't and I, and and it's weird because it's like he he's doing he's doing everything right. He's doing everything right, but it just I just buy it as like, man, you're about to go out here and like y'all not about Does to have. He no need to whoop somebody else. I don't even know if it's that because, like, for example, um, like for he's with I'm trying to think. I don't know, but like that's that's how I thought, right? That's how I felt watching. It's like this is well delivered, but I don't believe the part where you this, this you know when you amped up and got and yelled and got you know and, and flared his nostrils and got mad. I didn't. I just didn't buy it. But like it's well delivered, and then like. Then out comes Jericho. He cussed his promo, and it says like, "Yeah, you're not actually tough." I don't, I don't buy it either. I was like, "Is that a, is that intentional, or is that just like something that I'm missing?" Because of I don't know, I don't know what it is. But like, it, it, maybe it's because like that dude is a is a classic wrestler, a classic like wrestler in the terms of like going there. You you do moves or whatever else, and you do rest, technical wrestling and like looks good, but like I don't I've never seen MJF in no type of quote unquote physical contest like a physical wrestling match like a match I'd be like yeah he had a motherfucking war like nah like that's not his thing I'm not saying necessarily saying maybe needs to have one of those but like 
I hear the way he talks. I'm like, yeah, bro, but like, what does it got to do when you got to wrestle like LAX? Him <laughs> in the cage, he'll bust your brain. So, you know, obviously he's a heel. Like, so either way, like, if I don't think it's tough, it still works. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's just a thing where it's like, all right, well, I wonder how his career is going to play out in the future. Like, if I don't think anyone was, I don't think he's soft or, but I think like maybe there is a place there to call him soft in an angle, like in kayfabe. Mm-hmm. I, I think it might be there. I, I'm not sure, but so and, what you're saying is that man needs to wrestle a Mick Foley, essentially, and earn his real man stripes Mi- somewhere down the line. Like maybe he'll like maybe that'll be changed whenever he has like some match with Darby, right? Uh huh. Or another some type of death match. I mean, the yeah. man wrestled Mox, but they didn't go that. Yeah, they just direction. had a, rest, a regular match with the yeah. rule where you can't do the movement, and then he did it when his when ref was out. Yeah. Um. But like, I mean, I don't necessarily need that. Like, I think that, I think there's a part of his heat is like, yeah, like I wrestle these pretty pretty clean matches. In pink talk, tights or bright tights. Yeah, and I talk shit. Like, I think it's a part of it, but, like, I think something gets lost for me where it's like, you, you, I don't know, like, I feel like, you know, you talk tough and then you don't walk tough. It's kind of like, eh. I, I like his matches, though, so it's like, whatever. Um, Yeah, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, as far as, like, setting the table with, with the Warlow part, I, I felt like both of those promos not at the park and, like, this, this... I, like it's war games, so you know how everybody has ever heard me talk about war games. I talk about it. It's the same thing. It's like the rules are the rules for that. I don't think it's properly optimized to like carry through the bell time, or I feel like you can make one or two tweaks to make the make the thing like narratively interesting throughout the whole entire match, two hundred percent capacity. But it is what it is. Like the match is going to be great more like more time more chance more more times than not. Um, so like. And they've done a, a lot of good work. I wonder, are we getting any matches between them before we get to May 5th? Um, I would think they would be on, not this show coming up, but the next week's show. Actually, no, because next week's War Games, no. I think everything's done. All right. Um, so... Uh, the best match on the show for me uh, was the women's title match, uh, Carl Sheeta and Ty Conti. I think this is the best match of Ty Conti's career. I went four stars on it. I thought Sheeta just absolutely demonstrated her value once again, structuring the match to fit her opponent. Um, I had to dunk on K-side seats because I don't know what the fuck they were talking about with the, the you know, um, saying people are turning on Cheetah like or they're making her un- unlikable or something like that. I'm like, huh? Like a-, a woman all she does is fight hard, win clean, and like do cool shit and her vignettes and everything like that. What's not to like? Um I I, I think this has to do with like there's a bad undercurrent of racism when it comes with the AEW Women's Championship, especially, you know, how they was talking to Riho. It's carried over to her car. She does. She's had the belt for a long time. I think people just want to see the belt simply change because of that and for the fact that a lot of people are impressed with Ty Conti. And I'm like, Ty Conti is not a finished product now. She is very good from compared to what she was. I think she's she will win the championship one day. I'm, I'm saying that now. But 
I think you 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 gotta put her through that stuff. Like she needs to win it from someone like a Jade or something down the, down the line. Like, but they've done a great job getting her to the point that she's at. But this it wasn't the time to uh, t- put the belt on Ty Conti when you have a Hikaru Shida Britt Baker match staring you right in the face. Which like she walked out like it was New Japan after and was like, "What's up? I'm next." And but as far as the match goes, like just. Just incredible stuff. Like I, I love the forearm exchanges, the the kicks, the uh, all the transitions and the insiguries and uh, the submission moves that both of them were trying. And uh, you know their 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 near falls, they all worked uh, for me. And I thought that this is just another match to add to the growing AEW women's division in 2021, which has been on fire. It was weird for me to see the cage side seats tweet and get me wrong. Like whoever is running cage side seats uh, Twitter account, like it feels like a couple different people are. And then like sometimes they'll say some stupid stuff. Yeah, and then like the other times it's like they're fine. Yeah, I I think I think they're getting themselves like trying to trying to you know. I think they're trying to be ahead on, on something when it's like, that's not the case, bro. It's just like people are happy for Ty Conti or whatever else, especially ones in the building. But like no one, no one was turning on Sheeta. Like no one was booing Sheeta. They were just rooting for Ty. And that's what happens in a baby face versus baby face title match. Like you're going to, they want you to root for one person. Like, right. is you know, like, you know, barring the times where it's like, you know, back and forth, you know, a strike battle or whatever else. Like it's not meant, to, it's not really meant for you to, most most of the good ones anyway like they set it up to where like you kind of want the title change because you know because a lot of times it's trying to build up someone that's, that's not quite established yet and that's what this was with, with ty like ty's been on with anna and dark order and dark order face run ever since um brody's passings like they have a, they still have a lot of goodwill and you know like like they know what they were doing when they were having her out there with negative one like they know what they were doing um so like yeah they're gonna root for her um does it mean people dislike all of a sudden have jumped the sh- like they've jumped the shark on Sheeta and or no just like she's a dominant champion she's cleared out a lot of the division like what we're looking for at this point are people that uh, for her next few matches are like people that you know she is that are established in the division but quite frankly she's already beaten like you want to see another Britt Baker match that obviously that wasn't when she was a champion but that was on the way towards the title and then you want to see her versus like Thunder Rosa again like uh, someone she's already beaten on pay per view like. Those are her next sets of matches. Like after that, they'll have to figure that out with who who eventually will topple her. But or if it's actually you know Thunder Rosa or or um, Britt. But <clears throat> like just like I I wouldn't want to say anything negative after a match like that. I'll more I'll be more inclined to say yo they looks like they have, they they have something in 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 Ty Conti that like somebody that is a a champion that uh, most people generally like um, when she wrestles. Like people were rooting and live quote unquote living and dying with her with the other person. Like sounds like a success, not any type of failure. So, it was, <laughs> so that's why it's like that was kind of weird. That was kind of weird to me. Yeah, um, I thought Jericho's promo was awful, um, almost to the point. I thought of, it was like, too un- cute. I thought it was too cute. Like forgetting the words, trying to sing, and all this stuff is like stop the WWE bullshit. Give me, this, I wanted dead serious. Hey. Hey, 
the uh, dinner debonair was was on AEW television, my friend. Like th- this is who Jericho is. Jericho will Jericho's gonna have some great ones, and Jericho is gonna have some stinkers. But like most of the, but almost all the time, you can see like the thought put into it. You can always see the thought put into it. It just it just didn't work. He was being too cute, and you, you keep in mind like it ain't the tone right now. Like I I thought the tone fit for the dinner debonair. They was out here courting each other and 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 trying to be cute, and they weren't really in, in storylines with anybody else. But like you run the risk of trying to undercut MJF. Like and like the Pinnacle's dead fucking serious. Like they they're coming to fuck you. Up. Santana and Ortiz. Uh, the, the Santana promo was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, the 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 part that he had um i hated the whole thing with the elite and moxley and kingston um you hated it yes i you, i just thought it was derivative because it's like oh like once so for me when can you tell that it was pre-taped um i didn't even think about that okay so for me they're cutting his promo and it kept and it kept going i'm like all right and then i was like Bro, it sounded like Kenny was about to get dead serious and give us some shit. He was like, "All oh, y'all to hate the elite," and then it sounded like he was about to give us some like uh, some quotable, some hip hop quotables here. So, for me, it was like they're about to destroy this trailer. Why didn't? Well, before they even went out to Moxley, it was like before they even like some. What's that noise going on outside? It was like it's like oh, they're gonna destroy this trailer, like, and then sure enough, going down to this trailer, and I'm like, oh, this is you know like. Attitude era ass shit. It's like that's fine. Um, well, you run your truck into the thing. I'm like, I'm like, who fucking arrest this man? I, I'm just like, yeah, arrest this man. I'm, I don't know, like, but I, but oh, I probably that, feel the same as that way. If I watch like attitude era shit right now, I'd be like, oh. obviously that's part of it. Is they kept arresting Austin. They 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 absolutely they did actually arrest yeah. Austin. It kept happening, but it's like, okay, so. One feud, he stole a car from Jericho for like it's like a half million dollars, and like the most they did was fuck up his eye. He's not in he's not in the joint for fucking you know for, for you know for that. Um, and then like and he still you know from time to time has show acts like he still has the car. Um, he he he, he rams a truck in there uh, into the in, into the uh, trailer. Nobody was there, which is like, okay, like, obviously, you don't want anybody there, but, like, couldn't you have cut away and had a guy stumble out, and then you beat the shit out of him on the way out, or they, or they run out because they're scared? I was like, I, I, it was just something to do, and, like, okay, now, when are we going to get an erection for what exactly is going to be happening between all of them and this pay-per-view that's coming up? Right. Because it's like, please spin off, like, Moxley away from Kenny. That's, that's all I really care about, because I'm I'm about done. With I think they've got all the juice that they can get out of that, unless they switch alignments. I mean, this like, iteration because it's like, hey, you change the title. You clearly have demonstrated that you're not going to change the title back. What's next? Yeah. And then I see like you know the last like about a month now, Hangman's been number one contender. And I'm like, he feels cold as a block of fucking cold. ice. I was gonna say, um, what is it with Hangman? Anytime like he gets back close, it feels like his matches start like kind of underwhelming a little bit. They I, don't quite heat up to where they're supposed to be. I wasn't even on that point. It was just like as a character, what has he done? Like, like he's they had a feud with Matt Hardy. Of like he did the best he could do with Matt Hardy. Anyone can do with Matt Hardy, right? Like he had a well told story of a match and then got him the fuck out of there. And then, um, but it's like. 
They've been they have been slow rolling this will they or won't they thing with will he basically be the leader of fucking dark uh I'm blanking on or dark, dark order. order and I'm like hey man John Silver got hurt and then I didn't oh yeah that's right he did get hurt I uh, totally forgot about that um so but it's like okay but even if he gets hurt like you still got Uno you still got Gracie you still got Angels you still got uh, uh Vance like you you still or Preston Vance you you still have like six motherfucker people there like yeah, yeah. like yeah Silver's gone or whatever else but like even Uno can handle the mic work or whatever else it, 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 so you know I'm I'm kind of waiting for him to get to it and then like how does that come into play when it when you know this stuff happens with uh Kenny like are they going to be like, oh, my God, my ex is the number one contender. Oh, my God, my ex is a champion. I'm the number one contender. What are we going to do? It's like, I, I don't feel like it's an appropriate time for them to have a match. Same. I Like, them at double or nothing would be kind of I feel it's like too it's early. Yeah, I feel right. like it's early. Like, I feel I'm, like I'm, one wing angel. Like, I'm <laughs> right. Like, I'm thinking, like, if you want to make him number one, you know, like, we all think is the, the appropriate person to beat Omega is hangman after what you know what the payoff that story but if you're gonna do that like you gotta i feel like for stuff you have to do to kind of get him ramped up oh, bro you gotta you gotta you get gotta him to like november it yeah. might be full gear right yeah right just do the fucking year title reign and then drop that shit and like and put hangman through through hell on the way there through team taz and it looks like he's going through team taz now or whatever. Um, he's so facing that, Brian Cage next week. But these matches all kind of just came quick. And yeah. there's not there's not like segments of Heyman's personality like getting and you wanting to see Heyman beat their ass. Like you're not getting that. Like you're getting just like, okay. I mean, and then when you look at it, it's like, all right, they booked Starks and Hangman because of like, you know, Starks' record has been good. Hangman's record has been good. They well, kind of leaned on Is the, it also where Starks is like beating the shit out of a lot of Dark Orders? Uh, Called them Dark yeah. Orders. Called them Dark I, Orders. I, I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> dark Orders. Um, no, another match I liked a lot was uh, Christian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. I yeah. thought Hobbs looked awesome. Um, Christian selling amazing. Um <laughs> I, why do I keep coming on this show and, and liking Christian matches? Because he's a good never, wrestler. This has never really been the case. I just, you know, just watched him and be like, oh, okay, it was cool. But then, like, you see him uh, in there with... And he's different than everybody else. Right. The match he's doing with Hobbs, and it's like, wow, this is a perfect, like, thing for Hobbs. Like, and it's a perfect thing for Christian, too, because it's like, when you look at the roster, you don't... Powerhouse Hobbs isn't the first guy that you... Uh, necessarily think, oh yeah, we should put him in there with Christian or right. whatever. Like that doesn't seem like a thing, but it's like that's interesting uh, to me, and it's new. And um, eventually, uh, Christian won, which is right. fine because it looks like they're pushing him somewhere right now. But this was to let you know that Hobbs is no fucking joke because <laughs> yeah. he fucked this nigga up like ninety yeah. percent of the match. Yeah. Um. I think the thing for me, it's funny because like Christian's a change of pace, but it's inverted to where like his, where you look at like most major American wrestling promotions, it's like normally the guys on top are older 
and they, you know, and they can't really keep up athletically with the younger hey. guys that are coming for their spots. So they put them. So you know, the younger guys like the cruiserweights or what, or, or foreign talent or smaller guys, they put them in a certain spot and they let them wrestle in these matches that are different and change the paces, changes of pace from the, what you'd see up and down the car typically. Whereas this is exactly what they're doing with with AEW. AEW is all pretty much all go, and then Christian comes out and he has. And he has these matches built on selling and a slower pace. And it's like, I love the variety of this show when Christian's on it because, like, Christian, a Christian match is different. It's almost like, it's it's almost like watching a Konami singles match on a Stardom card, where it's like, no, we're not, no, we're not about to go like and and put pack like fifteen minutes into a ten minute match with Konami. You're about to get like. A 12 minute match that feels like a 12 minute match and it's gonna and you're gonna be here and i'm gonna do my thing and it's gonna be fine at the end like so I, I really enjoy his i've enjoyed his match so far like i don't think he's had some classic or anything like that yet but like the gazarian match i thought was was a good was a kick-ass match and i thought this match was very good as well um and like it, it's funny for me because like he is wrestling like an old man like his <laughs> these in these matches we've had so far with him I've, I've joked about it. It's like, this man so comes in. That, that man like Jake Roberts in 1996? <laughs> kind of. Like, he basically comes in and his, in his, it is, you know, his fighting bar, his health bar, like, if it was like Mortal Kombat or some shit, is green is on 100. And then all it takes is like one move or two moves, like in the first 60 seconds of the match. And this man is all of a sudden critical at 20% in red and looking haggard and is selling and holding over dear life for the rest of the match. Like, it's a, I don't know if it's he's legitimately tired and has no gas tank or what, but it works for me either way. And I'm sitting there laughing at, like, how this, this man is selling. Like, he's been through eight minutes of hell in, like, the first 90 seconds of these matches and, like, then the then the you know all the stuff he's been he's been so good at throughout his career comes into play where it's like reversals and you know veteran dial stuff and timing like in in like a a finish that doesn't feel formulaic right that feels kind of like that was the right amount this match this right this should be the time where this match ends and it ends so like I've liked him so far um yeah. so yeah like and that's kind of and like for me it's like this is the Christian I've kind of always have seen right like ever since I got, we got back into wrestling in 2011 like the stuff he was doing from 2011 to 2013 like this is the wrestler he was and I'm glad that he still can kind of do that obviously he's not the same athlete but like he can kind of still be have these matches that like you like his matches and they're like different from other stuff on the card yeah. so like if he gonna do this like thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah and, and that's like a that's a I, I think he's he offers like a very unique uh, spot and like you can kind of like anchor a couple people around him on the card. Like, I think like if you're talking about heels, like, like your Ricky Starks is like, we're getting that match um, next week. I believe it was like hangman page versus or Ricky Starks versus Christian is, is coming soon. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, they did like an angle post match. So very excited to see that. Um, there was a Jade video where she said <laughs> where all the managers are trying to recruit Jade. Uh, so here I, I I hope Jake the Snake Roberts uh, tries to put in the bid to get Jade services. I just love the visual. Um, 
or you know i heard uh, another podcast suggests uh well he was everything elite it was like every manager should get one week with jade or whatever uh, like just like the old days how they were trying to all impress all the managers were trying to impress bam bam bigelow and the wwf and they all got to manage them like mm. once or whatever that'd be fucking hilarious i thought you were th- more along the lines of talking about like Oh, like it's an official visit on campus for a recruit. That's that's what, that's what I thought. You, that's what I thought you were going for. But yeah, like I totally forgot about the Van Van Bigelow for agency thing. Totally forgot. Yeah. Um. And then there was a TNT title match: uh, Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. Um. Darby Allen, real main eventer out here. Uh. Show drew well uh, again, and this ended up um, finishing with the Last Supper. And we gotta remember I, what exactly the technical term is for that move, but like it's a move he's been using to get people out of there for like about a year now, ever since yeah. Georgia. It's like some leg cradle, like flip yeah. over type deal. Yeah. It's like I remember the first time I saw it, I popped. So, Same um, yeah, I don't know about Jungle Boy and Darby Allen being in this position, or excuse me, I, I don't want to phrase it like that. I don't know if Jungle Boy should be the opponent for Darby Allen here because Jungle Boy is kind of. I, I feel like they're torn on what they actually want to do with Jungle Boy. Sometimes he's a singles wrestler. He gets up to number three. Other times he's a tag team wrestler, but they don't ever really let him beat anybody. So it's like he's not really a threat or anything. Um, but I like the match uh, well enough. I, I was, I don't know if it was maybe 3.75, but I, I think the ladies were a class of the night here. Yeah, I thought the women's match was the best match. Um, this match, I probably somewhere between three and a half, three and three quarters. Um, like, there was sloppiness um, in a way that, like, I was just not expecting. And quite frankly, like, if you tell me that they're going to have a title match between um, <clears throat> Jungle Boy and, and Darby, like, I expect the match to be, like, a flat-out great match. And I don't think this was quite that, so I was disappointed. So that might affect how I, how I feel about it. Um, like, this was not Jungle Boy versus MJF. This is not Darby yeah. versus Guevara, either time. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and like, you got to think, like, they're in that class, so, like, they should look, you know, I was hoping that they look at each other and be like, it's us, so we got to go do this. And, like, <laughs> it was a great match. It was a good-ass match. It's more than good enough to be, to be a main event for any, you know, North American major show, but I I thought I was going to get a little more. I thought I was going to get a little more. So the cool thing happened after the match, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page jumped in, and Ethan Page put them hands on Darby Allen. Four years to the day, or like three years to the day, they had their crazy match and evolve. I hope they do it again. And like, I was hearing stories about how Ethan Page would terrorize this man and beat the shit out of him. So I I can't wait to, to see it again. Hmm. All right then. Um. You know, Ethan Page is a lot better shape than compared to then. Oh um, yeah. So like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it looks less. Maybe if they have that same kind of match, it has less of an impact just looking at it physically. Because like it, I don't want to say <sighs> Page was was bigger. So at that point, like it was almost like a Walter effect when he was if he was wrestling like the size of Darby. Now that's less so because now he looks more like a um. Trying like to think about clean cut dude, and I mean it's, it's different. It was like you know if it was let's say Austin Theory versus Darby, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's it, it you know it's it's you think of stuff and it's like all right, well this isn't as much of a giant thing as much as like all right, he has a height, he has a size advantage. Um, but yeah, um, 
they should be good. Like, what do you think they're gonna do with this this tag this tag team thing they're getting off the ground with uh, with Scorpio with with um, Paige? I think eventually they turn one of them turns babyface. Uh, I think it'll be Scorpio Sky, um, but <laughs> man, turn it back to the light. I, I I like both of them, but there's something missing. Oh, with Scorpio, like it's uh, he seems like a, he seems a bit of a wooden promo. It, like he doesn't, he he he's like for forever. When people were talking about, like uh, I think uh, Apollo's talking about this. Apollo's talking about for for years, it stuck with him that um, John Cena was trying to give him an advice by the by asking this question. He's like, "Who are you? Who is Apollo?" And he couldn't really give an answer. Um, and he said that, like he felt embarrassed and it stuck in his mind for a while. Now he's kind of learning. You see what he's doing um, right now, regardless of <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he's a good ass promo, and we didn't know that uh, a year ago. And like this is something that Vince will try to do something with. Like he loves him a foreigner, a foreign heel. Um, but from America, yes, with a fake accent, yes, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I get my can I get my point? <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Like what you're saying is absolutely valid. Yes, but like let me get my point. Um so when it comes to Scorpio, like the stuff they were doing in the beginning when, you know, he's doing all this like uh he's doing a lot of cool stuff where, you know, he has to wrestle in, in street clothes or he's out there with one shoe or or all that stuff and he's or he's doing it for his team. He's doing it for something greater than himself like that is typical classic white meat babyface stuff to where like you think that's cool and not think about like well what's his character what's his character because it's like hey bro like not everybody needs to be a fucking character like there's eight there's eight million people you'll be exhausted on on AEW television everybody had a character like this is not Russo television fuck out of here with that but um what's my character my first name and my last name (laughs) fuck you like (laughs) (laughs) so so but but with him it was like they were so hot and cold with him for so long that it's like he's now a heel and he's mad at Darby for you know you know more or less uh, seizing the opportunity that he never really they never did um, and it's like alright so what's are we gonna start getting promos on that are we gonna start you know showing him getting angrier and it's like nah it's more or less like alright when I tag him with with, with page almost at random and we got to see what uh what common uh what co- what, they, what they have in common and it was like i don't think we've had that yet and it's like it seems like they're always so low-key on whatever they're going to get to with, with scorpio sky it's like we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it and it's like well you never really ever gotten to it on dynamite like maybe they've done some of this stuff on bte or on um either of the darks but i don't really see people talking that kind of way yeah yeah um yeah but that'll wrap up the aw part yeah man um so nxt had three good ass matches um first match was the the debut of saray versus zoe sky um she walks up um um she walks into the uh the the area or into the facility and is greeted outside by Regal and um she he's also with uh 
Anoki. Uh, uh, what's his first name? I'm Simon. Simon Anoki, and he doesn't say a word. Just walk, just just there, and you're like, oh, and it made me pop because of the JMO question from uh, last week's show. Um, two weeks, and the, Zoe comes out and says, "Hey, I know you had a match plan for her, but you know I've followed her over her career, and I would like to wrestle her." And she all said the same thing to to Saray, and um, everybody all agreed to it. So they had a match, and boy. You know, my concern was, you know, are they gonna are they gonna let her kind of be her? Obviously, she can't do all the things she does. She absolutely won't be allowed to do head drops, whatever else. But one thing I didn't think of in the compromise was, well, she throws this violent um, forearm to the chest, and like it's not the head or the neck, but it's the chest, and she can still do that stuff. Like obviously, if she was in Japan, she still throw it to the to the neck and head, but they just let her and and, and Zoe just hit each other with fucking forearms to the chest and knees and like they saved her kicks like she didn't go crazy with her kicks uh uh Saray did but like she saved like her big savat kick to the head and then like she still they still gave let her use the um the Saito uh, suplex as a finish um and but yeah like it was a great show on like they are straight up making her sure she's a baby face they had her work underneath against Zoe and Zoe's kind of tall like 5'7 Saray's like five one five nothing. What I heard, this was like a uh, like it was supposed to be a, a, a Saray showcase, but uh, Zoe was the one that was really uh, in, in control here. It was a that's but that's the thing, right? They the crowd NXT knows in full sell those guys that fan base and that and that that like those like twenty five people. Um, they know Zoe. They've seen her for about a, a month or two now. They don't know Saray. So, like, at first, they're rooting for Zoe. So, Zoe, with that size advantage, is, like, winning most of his match and looking impressive, right? Like, this is probably the most impressive she's looked since um, her EO match, her debut. So, then, all of a sudden, Saray starts fighting back. And then he's like, oh, she's fighting back from underneath against a woman that has, like, seven inches on her. Mm-hmm. There's your story. So, like, they made her a, a bit of an underdog, and she's like, they've hyped up Saray so much, and, like, she's working, and she's getting her ass kicked to start off, and then, like, she start, she gets up, and then she starts firing back with the forearms, and, and um, like, it was a back-and-forth match. Like, she absolutely did not have 50% of this match. She probably had, like, 35% of this match, 40% of this match, but um, the stuff she did, she was effective, and, like, the thing that I was concerned about was, like, would they let her wrestle you know, in a style resembling what she, what she, you know, looked like in Japan. And so far, so good. Um, but basically, um, match ends on a, uh, Zoe goes up, goes for her. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a, a not a shooting star press, a four fifty. Uh, Saray ducks it, hits her with, hits her with a shot. Um, <laughs> hits her with the Savat kick to the head, uh, hits her with a forearm to the to the neck, and then uh, side toes her for for the win. Um, so it gets her up and hugs and like impressive match. Like this pretty much killed two birds with one stone. It's like it reminds you that Zoe's impressive. Don't forget about Zoe, but she's gonna be putting someone over. Um, like I think she's kind of in the role that like Tegan was in at the at, at first. Um, but uh, Zoe anyway. But yeah, like that's it was a really good match. Um, second match was Kushida comes out, um, no shoes, no shoes. He has the ankle wraps on. 
um, which he then proceeded to slide in and out of like three or four times in a match, but managed to not botch anything. Um, comes out, says, um, you know, got this opportunity. I'm the champion. Now I'm going to pay it for more or less. Um, who want? He literally holds the belt and like you, it made me think of like, you want some? Come get some from John Cena. And said he's like, who wants a title shot? <laughs> he said it just like that. Only comes down to the ring, um, and they just proceeded to <laughs> kick the shot of each other, chop the shot of each other, and it was it was a fun match. Um, and as I mentioned. Sheeta a couple times slipped, like, he went for a big punch, and, like, uh, after ducking a move, and, like, he slipped, but then he he still connected, um, but ultimately, Kishida is winning with the, uh, hoverboard lock, I ended up giving it three and a half, like, I also the, gave it the same rating as the Zoe Sky and, um, Saray match, um, and then they opened the show, the main event, or, uh, show in the main event, makes no sense, opened the show with O'Reilly, O'Reilly's being a goofball, talking about how, you know, he, he feels good, and, uh, make some jokes with the crowd, and then Cameron Grimes interrupts and says, hey, man, you know, um, I've been trying to collect this in, or this IP for the Undisputed Era, not Dirk put, and, you know, I helped you out with some with some stock tips or whatever else, you know, like, how about you sign on with the brand? He's like, yeah, man, I would do that, but, you know, um, I, have a, I have an opponent today. I can't really figure out who my opponent is it's not and he's like looking around he's like it's not you and he puts on the shades like, oh yeah it is you and dex uh grimes in the face and then grimes later on in the show um is saying that he just purchased a ntf or, N- or nft right mm-hmm. um and then he finds out that after the bid he got outbid because it was such a huge money sum that they had to give it to the person that bid after the bid the auction had closed and the person that won was ted dibiase so they're yep. they're going to bring DiBiase onto the show eventually. They're actually yep. going to pay that shit off. Um, I think so, DiBiase is working backstage uh, in NXT. I didn't know that. Okay, I so. found that out recently. Okay, so um, he blows a stack. You get to the main event anyway, and it's just like you forget like all this, all the goofy shit with Grimes. Grimes still wrestles his ass off, and they had like a four star match. Um, they're just. <laughs> Oh man, like there's so much shit. Basically, the, the thing I remember mostly from the from the match is um, beginning of the early in the match. O'Reilly is like trying to take him down over and over and over, trying to get his legs, try to put him in a hill hook and Imanari rolls and all that kind of stuff. He actually like gets him like almost like a shoestring tackle in the center of the ring, and then Grimes escapes and then literally backflips behind uh, O'Reilly and then Everest German suplex him out uh, onto the mat and then O'Reilly rolled out of the ring and melted onto the floor. Uh, you know, and then they just did a lot of shit, just like striking back and forth, uh, strong style type stuff and kicks and knees. And uh, there was a point where O'Reilly actually got him in a guillotine and then could have won the match with a guillotine, let him go. And Grimes was basically uh, on his knees and O'Reilly hits the ropes and comes back and just hits his man with like, basically a penalty kick but it was a knee instead it was <laughs> they beat the shot of each other uh the finish ends up coming after um or the finishes o'reilly goes the top rope and drops and hits the knee drop or whatever else gets the pin really good match really good ass match um so uh other stuff of note they had an e- interview with eo um she says she wants another shot at, at Rhea eventually 
but she's going to take her time to rest because she said she's tired from carrying the division. And out comes um, Frankie Monet, and she says, hey, I'm a fan of yours. By the way, Frankie Monet had, like, attitude era level cleavage in this thing. I was like, I couldn't stop looking. That's a, that's a me problem. But I was like, wait. Res- they, respectfully. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, she basically put herself over and did, you know, passive aggressive stuff of you're great, but I'm better. And I'm, and while you, while you take your break, I'll just take your spot. And then EO stood up and cussed around in Japanese. And, and then like, while Frankie was holding the, the dog said, I hate, I, I like cats. And then walked away. Um, EO Shirai also cat person. I did not know that. Did yep. not know that. I don't be keeping track of who's a dog or cat person. I like, am I? What am I? What am I? Uh, you, you own a dog, James, don't you? My family owns a dog. I don't own a dog. My family <laughs> owns a dog. I have no. I, have no I, I am from a dog family, but I am not necessarily a dog person. Not to say I don't like dogs. It just I, if it were, in my situation, I just wouldn't do pets because I like I, I don't I don't I don't need a companion that much. Like it, it's fine, but. Whatever. Do you? Funny, funny thing. So I've had um, my wife's family dog with me the last couple of days, and uh, like I think it'll be her like two more days if I'm not mistaken. Um, golden Retriever, LOL. Um, but it it was. But actually, you, what, it, what's so LOL about it, Rich? Well, you know um, that white ass dog. <laughs> whitest dog you can get look uh it it is um he, he, he was real good today uh he, he, low stakes you know he he's not tripping or nothing so i mean he hasn't been that bad look that dog has known you for years now yeah should be no beef yeah so but yeah i was like mm, i am a richard lighter i am a cat a cat person so um, Were you afraid that, that the dog was gonna smell the cat on you? No, not not literally, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> nah, nah. But okay. yeah, interesting. Like, oh, this is a cat person. Timing, all this, like, dog this is a cat stuff. person. I don't fuck. I don't fuck with with, my, with this person. <laughs> nah, you be around cats. Fuck you. Nah, that's just happen, man. Yep. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think of anything else important worth worth noting. Um, oh, when in the main event. Um, as Arada was coming down to the ring, um, Cross was backstage at the ramp, and they had a stare. They had a stare down. Um, so you know they kind of they they've showed you that like eventually you're going to get that match. So, you know, so um, don't 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 fuck with me. Like give like we are now following the KG principle. We are following the KG principle. Why the fuck will you show me something I can't have? That's basically yeah. the, the KG core, uh, principle. It's, it's a version, you know, it's an updated version of check off the gun. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, uh, that pretty much is NXT. I mean, trying to think of other things worth talking about. Um, so we've got some questions uh, in the Discord that we yeah. can go to. If I, don't, you want. I don't think there's anything else really worth talking about, but it was a good show. Um, I, I thought gotcha. both shows this week were good shows as far as the, the X Wednesday show. So, um, good week of wrestling. Hmm. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. Oh, here. wait, wait, wait. Do we do we need to talk about the LA Knight versus uh QT Marshall crack match? 
No, don't know? I don't, I, I don't know. Look, man, between L.A. Knight cutting these promos like The Rock and then bumping like The Rock, and then yeah, and then that that match with Billy Gunn with the QT Marshall had where he exclusively did almost every fucking mannerism from like 1998, 9, Rock. It, it was like, hey, we have to get these two in the ring somehow, and there can only be one on some Highlander shit. Wow. <laughs> Or can they just, you know, do the the, the joint? The fusion? The fusion? fusion? Yeah, just do the fusion. <laughs> Look, if I'm LA Knight, if I'm LA Knight, I ain't trying to fuse with QT Marshall. Like, you want I would learn to work. Look. <laughs> well, my, well, my, look. This is, I'm in WWE. You want me to have a worse physique and try to make it here? <laughs> what? Oh, man. Um, so far as mailbag um yeah so we got uh jml he said will you be watching the wwe anime no i don't watch i don't watch regular anime yeah i i I was gonna say i don't watch regular anime or wwe so like (laughs) like i mean there might be something i might watch if it's like a train wreck or it's bad but like you know most things that are wwe adjacent aren't bad like the only thing that's really bad about wwe is like their chaotic booking you know, yeah. and like they're they're in that storytelling time to time. Like, there's talent up and down, on camera and off camera. We know that. Um, that was like now, another question. Okay. As far as uh, the anime thing, like, nah, man, I haven't watched. I haven't watched any anime since. I think the last thing I watched was going back and rewatching like Gundam Wing, and I think I only got I think I only got like eighty percent of the way through. But that's that's pretty much it. Like, I wasn't. I was pretty much only watching like the stuff that was on that was dubbed and put on American television. Like as far as going through su- uh, subtitle stuff, it was never. I never really went that deep into it. No, I have never watched anime in my life. Um, yeah, you don't like you don't like animation at all, though. So like so it's yeah. a, so like it's not so much as it being an anime thing as much as just a no cartoons thing for rich. Yeah, like I watched Nickelodeon. I watched like Doug and like Rugrats and Wild Thornberry. Okay. And- so it's more than All I even remember. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cat dog, shit oh like my that. God, cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> um, hey Arnold. Um, right, right. So he also says, "Why do people always want to compare a new crime show to The Wire?" Well, um, for my money, The Wire is probably the best show I've ever seen. Um, for me, like, I think that it covered black people's humanity in a way that you rarely ever see on television, especially back then. Um, like, even though we've had more black shows or shows with majority black casts, I don't think we do a good job. I don't think a lot of these shows really, uh, cover people's humanity, uh, as well as, um, The Wire did. Um, and keep in mind, like I watched The Wire um, in one, in basically one binge watch uh, run. What was that? Two thousand seven? No, it was two thousand eleven. Was two thousand eleven? I think it was two thousand eleven. Yeah. You're right because yeah, yeah, the last season is two thousand seven. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, so it's, it's yeah, it was later on. But uh, I was in the middle of binge stuff, and I kept hearing over and over and over for years, like this is one of the greatest shows ever. This might be the greatest show ever. And then I watched it. And then I, I was so blown away by the time I got to, like, season... Th- uh, shit, probably season three. I was like, hey, Rich, you gotta start watching this shit. 
and then he ended up uh, picking up on it, and like we both loved it. We talked about it for for a while. Um, I think he's going back. You started rewatching it again uh, this year, I, right? I, I rewatched it last year, last like year. whole okay. thing, and, yeah. and and watch it with Catherine. So okay, so she's now a wire person. Yeah, so I never gone back. I want. I probably should because um, you know, like I, 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 Bro, I think it's a great season show. two, se- season two again, the second time it's is better fucking amazing. Mm. Like it's like. Yeah. Wow. Like it's like there. There's a lot. It's just you start seeing stuff that you didn't catch before. You know everybody's fates. You know, and when they when they start getting introduced again, it's like, huh. And then like, bro, like I, you know, got to watch Bubbles' journey the whole time, and like when Bubbles walked up the stairs, I started tearing up, and I was just like, it was it was like I already knew what happened, and just seeing them, you know, walk up the steps again, it was just great. What was my favorite character, but um, and uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I, w- I would yeah. probably say, you know, as far as like comparing new show to The Wire, you know, what The Wire is a standard, um, and people want to have that debate because you know, like if yeah. they haven't seen The Wire, like they probably heard about the reputation of The Wire, and yeah, you know, yeah, and and the thing about it is, there are very few shows that have cast that big, right, that are regular slash recurring where you feel like so many of these roles people knocked it out the park and like the universe makes sense like you like there'll be stuff that you'll see um i remember i remember hearing this at the time and i thought like nobody has that kind of foresight um or to be or that kind of budget to get pull this stuff off but like You'll see people that are important in season one that are not important in season five. You'll see Mm -hmm. people that are in season two that will then become very important in season four. And and then you'll see stuff that pays off. um, It's a very very well-told show and a very tight show. Compared to what you normally, you know, normally get. And let me be wrong, like, I've seen a lot of, of, of good television, right? Like, but it, this one just stood out particularly to me. But the fact is, like, you don't really get to see that, that, that kind of diversity of humanity of black people. Like, you have, you have lesbian um, love. You have, you have gay love. Like, you have poor people. You have well-off people. Like, you, obviously, I'm not saying, like, something profound, but, like, back in 2000, what, 2001, 2007, like, even then, while we were aware of all the, you know, the lack of stuff that we had, but, like, it was just, like, it was really well done. Um, and, like, there are villains that are villains. There are villains you root for. There are good people that, that are, that you like. There are good people that you hate. There are people that you change your mind on throughout the show. Um, I can tell you one other thing. I was damn. I was standing and cheering when uh, Stringer got shot again. <laughs> I, I was happy to, to see that fuck nigga get it again. Yeah, and, I, I, and that's also another story that I think is like not to, when we talk about humanity. Like, I think that the Avon and Stringer stuff. Like, oh, that that scene on the balcony before they they, they the last time they see see each other hits very differently the second time you see mm. it. Okay, like I, I think like their story of one of them is 
street smart. The other one is book smart. And the the way people think about both of them and the way both of them are judged and the kind of respect that both are given in certain areas is based off the fact that like one is, you know, book smart. Another one is street smart is like very telling and very pretty accurate how we uh, view people in uh, black people. So it's like, and how, you know, some people are found relatable and some aren't um, uh, in the justice system. So it's like, I, I, I just think it's a really good show. I just think it's a, or not really, I think it's a great show. I think it's an all-time show. I don't think I've ever seen a show better than it. Like, I've seen episodes of television that I think are, are better than the best episodes of, um, of The Wire, but like, just like for five straight seasons, um, I don't think I don't think it is a show that has five better seasons other than like yeah. the Simpsons that have been running for fucking forever. But I mean, like as far as like a, an actual short term thing that actually had a beginning, middle end and not as some like procedural that has gone on as long as like law and order or some shit like that. Like, I think that I think that the wire is it. Same. Um, JML says, James, do you did you watch the for the culture show? And do you all think there's a market for a mostly black independent wrestling promotion? Um, I have not seen for the culture. Um, but, uh, the other answer is yes. I um, think there is too. And I think there are places like, I believe in, uh, Atlanta, there's like Atlanta wrestling entertainment. If I'm not mistaken. Of course, we're seeing like house of glory, I think is more mainly black and Latino. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think, you know, any big city it would be a, you know, big market. Yeah. Yeah. For it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm sure he and it's I'm all sure about like the you same. Know. You just want curious. Like I, I I just think that I think the talent, um, I think the talent is there. Just we have to find it or, or become more aware of it. And um, I think it'd be a great showcase for for people to get you know to get so, some recognition. Like I forgot who it was, but somebody did a run did basically like a PWI of like three hundred uh, African American wrestlers. Righteous Ridge. And I was What's like, three hundred. Like he got up, he he got up to five hundred actually. Just so my, my so my point is like, if you can if you can get if there are five hundred black wrestlers in this country, like what does that what does that say for what we watch on a consistent basis? As far as like the, the reaching out for to find talent, it's like the talent is actually actually there. It's just like. And don't be wrong. Like I'm sure a lot of them. Are, I'm sure a good number of them does. Like if I went through 500, uh, the 500 I mean, unsigned. Pretty much all of them are on the, on the big two rosters. Right. And I was going. If I was saying like if I were to go through not WWE, not AEW, 500 top, uh, uh, you know, white wrestlers or whatever else, it'd be the same thing. We're like, yeah, there, I'm sure there's some talent left. I'm sure there's a lot of talent left to be there, left there, and I'm sure a lot of these people also stink. But for some reason quote-unquote segregation of uh circles social networking some people are getting are able to break through or get to get to certain spots some aren't and i think that this is kind of needed yeah um i think like if you can get someone with some type of money like you would think like someone like master p would be um like a perfect injection for house of glory in the northeast if you can get uh, like Atlanta wrestling entertainment popped off more. And then you combine that with, you know, cause there's black trainers out there like uh, my boy, JB cool. I believe he trained red velvet. If I'm not mistaken, um, AR Fox was a great trainer out there. 
Um, that, there's still there's still veterans around like Tuco was, Scorpio is still active. That's what I was meant to ask you. Um, I don't know. How, I had thought of something I was going to ask you. Like, is Ar Fox the best black wrestler that's not that hasn't like been done matches currently? That hasn't done matches in AEW or WWE. I would think so. Um, or would he be the person that you that most people point at anyway? I think you would. Right. I think Fox has like unhirables on him. Mm, didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he. I think he is like. Uh, like they they scrub his social media and like, like stuff came back. Oh, <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll tell you off off the air, but um. So next question comes from Zach. He says, uh, "Rich, with your new rest- sub to Russell Universe, have you started to dig into their archives for gems?" I have Zach. Um, so I got a recommendation from MJ Does PR to watch Tetsuya Endo versus uh, Konosuke uh, Takeshita from Peter Pan 2019. Absolutely incredible five star match. Um, just all the athleticism you want, the near falls, the drawing a crowd going absolutely ape shit. Uh, them just doing shit that is like oh my god like i was grabbing the gifts and sending them to the to the group and all that um i'm trying to get more you know i don't have all the the time that i wish i had to to dive deep into the archives and everything like that but um i'm definitely interested in following noah for sure um and then you know the big match ddt stuff uh and tokyo joshi whenever you know i hear you know someone i'm interested in um you know, has a big match or something. Um, yeah, I think, I think aside from like Mizuki, and there might be one or two other people. Like everybody that you know of, like you know, like you know me Yamashita. Like I, pretty much everybody you know of in Tokyo Doshi Pros are like those are the those are the very best of that roster. Um, like aside, so aside from like Mizuki, you you pretty much know everyone you need to kind of know in Tokyo Doshi Pro if you're just trying to hunt for. For good ass matches, um, so I think you pretty much kind of have that covered. Yeah, um, very excited like uh, to to check it out. So uh, it it is a little hard to navigate, um, trying to trying to learn the menus and and everything like that. But um, I'm definitely interested to see who's going to take the belt off of uh, you know who's who's going to win the race to get to get to Keiji Muto and. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, you know, I, when Takeshi comes back, you know, whatever he's doing in Tetsuya Endo for sure, I'm, I'm big fans of both of those guys. Um, the young boy, Joshua Smith, he says, James, what will you do when it's time for Rich to recap his dives into the DDT archives and big events? Will James come up with a catchphrase for introing the cyber agent music? Probably not. Um, like, yeah. as long look, I, we... I kind of want to just watch that stuff to enjoy it, like rather than review it personally. Yeah, especially because like we don't really do much retro stuff. Um, like I, I, I guess there's a place for a retro review somewhere, but I mean, I kind I kind of did it with uh, NXT then not forever, but um, nah, man. Like <laughs> if you come out here and you want to start watching like the red light, green light matches and and them fighting inside <laughs> and them fighting inside of uh inside of mall department stores. The like, cinematic uh, yeah, last man standing match. Yeah, like you can yeah, like you can like record it on your own accord and send it to me. Like I ain't gotta sit here and sit through it. Like what the fuck? Like so like you know, 
we were talking about that, uh, I think it was last week, like, yes, there's a lot of good wrestling DDT, there's also a lot of shenanigans, it is, it, it is the indiest of indie wrestling when it wants to be, like, I, so, like, when it's at its worst, like, I refer to it as ass-to-mouth wrestling, so, like, I'm so, so like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to sit through that shit sometimes if it's like, yeah, I know James has, no, it, it will get no, uh, value or enjoyment out of sitting through this review, other than, like, him that's sitting there just like, he wishes that he could be doing something else or he's looking at his phone. So it's like, if you want to do that, cool. Just record on your own time and send it to me and I'll add it to the show. <laughs> um, Still Burger Bun says, is there any way to save Bray Wyatt's career at this point? I don't think his career is ruined. I think he's fine. Like he'll, he'll always have a spot in WWE. So like, I don't, I think that's overstated. Like you mean like as far as critically, no, nah, it's kind of toast. I'm about to toast. say, like, I don't see there's any way like Bray Wyatt coming around to like, oh, I'm excited to watch him. Like that's that ship is sailed. That yeah. sailed like years ago. What James said, uh, he's in great standing in WWE. Um, they love him. The people love the Fiend for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I I I think as far as you know, will he will he you know come up with something that's like yeah i got to see that probably not yeah. um ship sailed on that man uh mj does pr says are you most interested in covering noah ddt or tokyo joshi pro will you guys start by covering the big events i'll say if there's something that i feel like is unavoidable or just like absolutely great i will cover it right but as i was just saying personally i kind of just want to watch it just as a low pressure low stakes thing and you know just kind of enjoy it and find new wrestlers to to mark out over and um that's pretty much it but um i don't know if this is another question but um yeah still burger bun again he said what's the end game for kenny's belt collecting gimmick it's pretty much assumed that hangman is beating him eventually but if he only challenges for the AEW title it devalues the other titles kenny collected i disagree with that um or if someone each defeats kenny first it devalues hangman's win because kenny's already been defeated it's a cool idea but it kind of feels like they've written themselves into the corner into a corner uh i would say personally the only one that he would really be able to challenge for is the AEW title. He's not an impact wrestler. Um, there doesn't make sense for him to challenge for a triple A belt. He's not going to do that. Um, and his main priority would be to AEW. Like if you've seen how Moxley was handled when he was AEW champion, when he's anywhere, he's not losing or anything like that. Right. Um, Tony Khan's respected other promotions like when Pac like came in, he's a Dragon Gate champion. He can't lose. They didn't. They were like, "All right, let's just not make you lose." Then, right? <laughs> so like, this is um, agreed upon. The, like the, these, are, these the AEW belt is the top belt here. Like these companies so. all are not idiots. They all know what everybody else is doing and selling and what people are getting into, and they all have an aware of like where they are in the totem pole. Like. Outside of WWE, which is number one, so it doesn't even matter if they're delusional. Like they're number one, so who gives a shit? But like everybody mm-hmm. is aware, like where they're where people where they they're standing are in the pecking order when it comes to people's demand for wanting to see matches come from this wrestler on this promotion and coming to another promotion. So like this all works in concert. Like people don't double cross people. Like this isn't the fucking eighties, right? With territory where people do that. Like right. for example, Riho. Before she signed to uh, AEW, 
probably never get signed to uh, Stardom. Stardom probably has no interest in thing. Whatever. Like, she was in God Move. She did Tokyo Doshi Pro. She was rest. You know, she's wrestling in these small venues. We have better wrestlers, right? Um, she signs with AEW. She needs somewhere to to go. She because at this point, like, she's gonna be. She's being positioned and being groomed to be the AEW, the first AEW Women's World Champion. She can't be wrestling God Move no more, right? Like she has to be, she, I mean, she had already started doing that by doing, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, but it's like, all right, go to the biggest, uh, Joshi company in, in Japan, right? Ends up at stardom, was there for 18 months or so, right? She, and when she signed, there was agreement. She will not do a job. She was there for 18 months. They had her wrestle. She probably wrestled close to 80 matches for, for stardom. Um, well less cause of the pandemic. So probably like 50 something matches for them. And she never did a job. She lost matches when she was tagging with someone that took the eight to pin for her, but she didn't do jobs. And she was the high speed champion. She defended it two or three times. And then she lost it in a three way where starlight kid took the pin. And then she, um, her last match was the year-end climax uh, where she tagged with Azumi. And I think they won that match. And Azumi gave her, after the story, all the jokes with uh, Utami, with, um, with you know, I'm trying to get you into Queen's Quest. Um, your, your last match is tagging with the, the, the person that won your belt when you didn't get pinned. And, like, we're making you an honorary member of Queen's Quest for one day. And here's your pink Queen's Quest mask. I have no problem with it. Like, I know at the beginning, people got upset that she never did jobs. It was like, it's stardom. I mean, it's stardom. That's AEW. They're on They're on television. Y'all are just getting television on re- doing re- half-hour recap shows at different times of night, like, in Japan. Like, it's, they understand this. So, like, when Riho would be on the, would be in, like, the second or first match, a couple times we get frustrated because I would like to see what she could have done wrestling a Julia, a Tam, uh, Mayu in singles matches or whatever else. I would like to have seen her in a um a Grand Prix. But she can't do jobs. So it is what it is. Like so they they made an arrangement. She was every 18 months. They they put her pretty much right in the middle. She did no jobs. And I would say it's success. Like she made probably more money than she ever made in Japan. And she was a AEW women's champion, had a four star matches from time to time on um in Jacksonville or or on the road. And then shit got shut down, and she was basically stuck in in Japan, wrestling in like the second and uh, the, the second first or third match. And then she left, and now she's back in AEW in the tournament. She I like a couple of her matches. I haven't really seen anything from her since then, but it's still the beginning of the year. Yeah, and and I think you know with Kenny thing, it's like he's on top of the mountain right now, but like that doesn't last forever. Right, autumn like. There's going to be a process of giving these belts back. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. There's going to be a process of giving these belts to who they need to get to. And yeah. So, and they win a regular um, well-built company that cares about their belts. Like the, the mega belt, who knows? He might have that belt for, for a decade for all we know. They don't give a fuck about that belt. (laughs) Correct. They don't give a fuck about belts in Mexico. Like one of the biggest, one of the biggest things that I think, like I always say this, like, I don't understand why, Triple A CMLL aren't bigger deals to American fans when like we love all the talent but we don't watch their shows even though the shows are fucking free on YouTube or on Twitch or wherever else or or on Facebook 
but then you see like they their matches have have garbage finishes all the time. Ref ref bumps hill cheating refs all the damn time. Um, and they don't care about their belts. So it's like, yeah, now I kind of see the obstacles. They don't care about that shit that we care about. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. They're packing Arena Mexico every Friday night. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Uh, quick Stardom notes. Stardom had shows canceled, which uh, because of in Japan, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, certain prefectures um, are being shut down for a week uh, to kind of avoid Golden Week, you know, because they have in the first weekend of May, they have a bunch of holidays all together and they called it Golden Week. Um, mm-hmm. So in Tokyo, Tokyo's prefecture, I believe Osaka's prefecture, and I think one or two other places, they have there are certain, you know, basically their states, they're shutting uh, those down with state of emergencies. Uh, so Stardom had their golden week, which got shut down uh, last year because of COVID. So that got, we missed out on that. Um, this year has been altered as well, which kind of sucks. It's like 2019 golden week was like one of my, one of my favorite stretches of stardom, you know, since watching, like you had, that's when B won the title. That's when Azuki had the high, like, ma- the high speed match with starlight kid. That was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the best sub five minute matches I've ever seen. That's when you had like, um, Tony Storm there, and she was like wrestling some a member on each produce show. So like though like the stars produce show is her versus Tam. The mm-hmm. um, Queen's Quest one is her versus Momo in a draw. Her versus um, her on the Oedo Tai show is her versus Miyagi. Um, like her versus uh, TCS was her versus Konami. So like that was a fun week. Um, and then you also had a bunch of goofy stuff like. The you know the rock paper scissors tournament, the sword fight tournament, the inflatable sword fight tournament. Um, I think Queen's Quest, or not Queen's, TCS's um main event was them versus Oedo tying like a trios money's on a pole match, not on a pole but a cr- <laughs> on a wire, and they basically treat like a ladder match with no ladder. Like they were just doing goofy shit and like fun shit at the same time and really good matches. So like that's when I like really really enjoyed uh, that stretch. So it sucks that like the last. Last year, we didn't get it at all. Um, and then this year, like, it's kind of being altered. But, like, some of the shows still there because a, a few of the shows weren't in the one the, the uh, states getting shut down. So it's still kind mm-hmm. of intact. Um, the Cinderella tournament um, final, like, the last half of the tournament, that was going to be on the 29th. That's getting pushed back. I'm assuming it's going to get pushed back to the Corkin Hall in, like, the middle of um, May um, to finish that off. But... Yeah, that's, that's more or less it. Uh, only other note really is they had a uh, Shuri match versus Shuri and Julia tag match with a 15 minute time limit against Azumi in Momos. What do you think happened, Rich? A draw. 15 minute time limit draw. It was one of the more un- it was one of the more disappointing, uninspiring um, time limit draws I've seen from them. I was like, I was going into a thing like they're about to have a killer 15 minutes. It was it was good. Um, but they're going to have the match and, you know, it's those four. So I, I expect it to be great whenever they have it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it. Is there anything else we want to get to? Um, I'll email you a song, uh, pop freestyle, uh, from the mixtape on the end of the show. Okay. Um, those of y'all want to check it out. Time travel too kind of soon. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, uh, that's the end of the show. Be sure to raise on whatever app you're using. Listen to this with. Uh, go to the Red Circle and um, hit us up with a donation. Um, we work hard for y'all, so y'all can put in a little taste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, check out or right, go to Pro New 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 Shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Olds on top, celebrating <laughs> all the olds in professional wrestling. Uh, <laughs> make sure y'all go ahead and cop that. It's I was unaware of this. Man. Rich making decisions yeah. <laughs> unilaterally. Man, it's rich. Yeah. Oh, it's just pretty funny. DJ so, um, yeah. yeah. So, check it out. Com slash suplex like and pick up uh, some more of the gear, some more merch. Um, and check out the other shows in the network. This show, Nation Radio. Keep it strong right there, style. Right? The Ricky and nah. Clyde Wrestling Podcast. Grumman so Watch This Shit. You gotta wait for the Consequences Podcast. 8 Bit Suplex. All things elite. Great match generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Yo. Peace. Don't even tempt me. Got them full of envy. When I'm rolling through the city, many want to end me. Long as true from the wheels, I'm unleashing all the skills. Get real. I'm above like a windmill. Too hot, I be bringing up the windshield. I need buffalo linemen, big bills. Before I come up on the stage and I rock, I remain in the game, bringing flame. And I'm hot, so I'm sitting in the box. I'm a slaties, man. I'm a donna's like Adrian. They getting paid to win. All out, I be going when I rap like. And y'all brothers need to fall down the half pipe. I hear Tony Hart retiring. I'm still firing. Been sliding until they want to recognize it. I be playing with the language for fun, boy. And when you kicking that trash, we are unknown. Man, I like them girls. They wearing pearls. Anywhere in the world, I keep it thorough. Rest easy, the prodigy. And honestly, they need to acknowledge me. Like Roman, I'm floating and killing it on all occasions. Beat me, you on white like a Caucasian. On the real, I would leave a MC injured. So they won't say a thing like a wild lender. Rappers know what it is, and the boy kills him. You might as well lay it down like Roy Williams. If you're trying to bring a rap to me, it's no limit like Master P on how to smash you be. From Miami to Milwaukee, I get bitches off me. You should walk softly. Talking about me, man, you better not. Cause I'll always be a king like a red sky. You heard I like them girls. Too cold. Ah. Rich Ladder. DJ Trophy. <laughs>